The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to the world. We've been waiting for you. What's right with you? How do you find out? How can you improve your finances, health, relationships, business, and more? Welcome to the Access Consciousness Radio Show. We'll help you find that awareness with tools that actually work. Now, here are your hosts, the founders of Access Consciousness, Gary Douglas and Dr. Dane Here. Welcome to Hi, everybody. It's Gary Douglas, and it's not Dr. Dane here because Dr. Dane here is unavailable today, but I do have uh, Senorita Susie Gatti. <laughs> Yes, thank you so much, Gary, for having me today. It's very exciting to be on the show with you. I like it when I'm on the show with you. So, our topic today is all about animals. So, what is it we can learn from animals and how can we create more as a result of them? And how can we, you know, what if we were willing to be as aware as they are? Because one of the things I learned years ago is, like, rabbits, if it's going to be a bad year next year, they don't have babies this year. Isn't that interesting? They just don't bother yeah. to have them. Now, humans, no matter how bad it's going to be, still have babies all the time. <laughs> more and more, it seems. <laughs> yeah, we're supposed to be smarter than they are? Wait a minute. What's actually true? What's really true? And what are we looking at? You know, it's like, and when, the, when they had the giant tsunami in Indonesia, it's like the elephants that have been, you know, tied up to a friggin', you know, thing in the ground for 30 years, pulled their stakes out of the ground and ran for the hill. The people went to the beach. Yeah. Smarter. It's actually interesting that that whole topic about the animals, because during that same tsunami, I heard that there were some islands that were completely washed over by uh, the, the waves as well. But the natives that lived on the islands, none of them died because they all uh, followed the animals also and climbed whatever they could. So um, they were willing to actually even observe the animals. But I actually wanted to ask you, Gary, like, is that a sense that we as people actually have and just buried? Or, or is it more that if we were willing to be more in tune with the animals, we would pay attention to what they're doing? Well, I'd say that, you know, in the past, people were more in tune with the animals because they, they saw the animals as having gifts that they didn't have. <clears throat> we decided we were smarter than all the animals, and that's when we gave up being in tune with them. And we should have the ability to do it, but I don't know that people will actually choose that. It's always interesting to me to see where people choose against what's possible instead of for what's possible. I am always startled. And it's, mm-hmm. it's really interesting to me because I look at the animals. Like, I know that thing you were talking about where the, the, uh, the, you know, the people on those islands when the tsunami came had been told for years that you need to do X, Y, and Z 
in order to be prepared for a bad wave. And I thought it was interesting that, you know, that they've been told for centuries, watch the birds, and when the birds do this, and when the birds do this, do this. And it's like mm-hmm. they survived because of it. They went up into the tallest trees because they were told that when the birds do a certain kind of activity, that's when you need to go into, uh, you know, into the tall trees and get away from things. So interesting how it works. Uh, we have some callers, Susie. Oh, cool. So let's take this. Take Karen from Toronto. Hi, Gary. Hi, Susie. How are you guys? Very good. Great. How, are, How you? are you? Good. Um, I don't know about where you guys are, but in Canada, before the tornado really hits, uh, there's a funny smell, and the birds all go extremely quiet. Yeah, I've heard that. It's yeah. like I haven't been in a tornado, personally, but I've heard that when the birds go really quiet... Start checking the skies and find out yeah. what's coming your way. And it's not just it's a, a quiet, it's uh, more like a, it's very extreme. Yeah, it's like a level of silence that's sort of impelling. Yeah. Yeah, very cool. So I have Thank a question you. about that's horses. Um, yeah. Okay, so when you do a class, even though a horse is misbehaving or you want to change something, you change it. I noticed at the end, you say thank you. What does that create yeah. in the horse? Well, it's like you've got to acknowledge that the horse has actually been listening, and playing with you, and working with you to create the changes in their life as well as yours. So yes, I say, say thank you because I'm grateful for the animal actually contributing to making everybody more aware. Number one, but also having chosen, and they choose. They get to choose, and they, they, you know, the animals will choose to be a part of something. They'll choose to change, all that. So, yeah, I say thank you, John. Yeah, I've seen, I've seen the difference. I've seen uh, a master, master Canadian trainer not do it, and then I watched your video, and then you did it, and the horse. You could almost see the horse respond, like, "Oh, that's interesting." Yeah, well, it's like it's an acknowledgement of them for the gift they are. You know, it's like I don't consider myself a trainer as much as somebody who actually is working with the animal to create a different possibility. So it's like, you know, it's like we're working together, and it's like you've got to thank, you know, it's like if you're polite with people and you thank them for their contributions, and like, don't they like you better? <laughs> um, I guess so. <laughs> so it's like that's why it's the horses. I don't know. Well, I the just, horses it, like it better, too. Yeah. You give a horse water that hasn't had wa- water all day. He looks at you. He says, thank you. Yeah. Yeah, okay. they communicate telepathically. But I figure, you know, people need to know that I'm thanking the horse. One thing for me to do it telepathically is another for me to do it out loud, which gives them the space to actually acknowledge back what they got. And you can see the difference on the videos when I do that, can't you? Yeah, and you see the difference where the horse is sort of like the horse, not so much surprised, but sort of like, oh, that's like, it's just neat, the difference. And when you actually see it in another training, well, if you see it in another ring where the horse is acknowledged, it's almost like the horse is kind of like, eh, thanks very much, but no thank you. Yeah. Well, they don't take everything in, nor do they go, oh, this is what you want to be great. Because the thing is, from my point of view, a horse, you know, horses have been our helpmates and our 
you know, and are contrib- contributed to us for out centuries. Okay, it's like, I mean, that's why I call it horsepower in a car because you know, it's like because we acknowledge the fact that the horse has a power and contributes to it in that way. And for me, it's like we should acknowledge them the same way they acknowledge us. And they expect you to give them a job. And I, one of the things I always say, before I get on a horse, I say, will you take care of me? And they usually go, yeah. And if they go, yeah, then I'll get on. If they say, no, I'll go, okay, what's going on with you? And then I'll find out what's going on where they don't want to take care of me or they've been invalidated or somebody's made them angry or something's gone on or they're lying. I mean, the number of times I've had a horse say, no, I can't take care of you. I go, what's wrong? Are you okay? And they go, no. And I say, okay, so do you have, you know, do you have a bad foot or something? So stick the friggin' foot out and show it to me. <laughs> and it's like, oh, yeah, you're stupid animals. You know, I think we're the stupid animals who think that they don't understand this and that we can't communicate with them, which we can. Okay. Well, I do have a question because I did that clearing um, and did that clearing oh. and did that clearing until all of my feathers fell off. And I oh. got... I pocket-potted so much my feathers fell off, I got quite clearly I'm not the one chickening out of this lifetime. Yeah, thank God. That's what I was hoping for. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> Except that... Well, not accept, but also this morning I got five seconds of dynamic and then went into a weird contraction and then said, well, maybe there's something beyond dynamic. Well, maybe there's not. Maybe you just have to choose it every five seconds. When it comes to choice, I get not really a paralysis, but more of the same sort of blah. Yeah, but it's like, it's a choice. That's a choice, too, to go blah or to go, I don't think so. But the dead air space. Yes, but it's dead air space because you've never chosen that before. You know, totally familiar with dead air space, aren't you? Pardon me? Aren't you totally familiar with dead air space? Um, yeah. Okay, so what if... So what if you gave up the familiarity with that in favor of something hideous like being totally dynamic 24-7? So here's a new process for you. Whenever you say conscious can I be, to be absolutely and totally dynamic 24-7 with totally. <coughs> okay. And everything doesn't allow that to show up times we got today. Right now, good, bad, pot, and pot, all nine, shows poison beyond. And when animals and entities are talking so fast and it's so quick, how do you slow it down or at least get to their speed? Yeah, can you slow that down a little bit? I'm not understanding. Knowledge what is. It's like I had a horse one time that gave me such intense pictures. I go, Jesus Christ, what are you saying? I went, okay, that doesn't work. That's not working. So what would work? So I asked, okay, so, you know, can you slow down things and tell me what's really going on enough for me to get this? And the horse slowed down and gave it to me at a smaller pace. And it's like all of a sudden I understood everything he was saying. It was great. And the fear that they're going to say something you don't want to hear. 
which I... Why would you fear? First of all, animals never tell you what you don't want to hear. They only tell you what you can receive. Hmm. Which people should learn how to do. People should don't learn... Tell what they don't want to hear. How to not tell people what they don't want to hear. <clears throat> but we think if we don't tell people what we decided we want them to hear it, that we're lying. No, you're just being smart. But luckily, most people don't like to be smart, so that works out just fine. Okay. Karen, we're going to have to go to break in a second here. So it's like if you have more questions, I can come back to you in a minute. Or if we've handled your problem, we can move on. Which is I have one more question. Okay. So we'll take you right after we go to this break. Thank you all for joining us here on Voice America, the Empowerment Channel. And thanks for calling in and talking to us, talking to us about the animals. And I'll let Susie get a word in edgewise eventually. Thank you. <laughs> we'll be back shortly, guys. up to your fullest potential. This is the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Hi, everybody. This is Gary Douglas. I'd like to invite you to the fun and joy of having a download of these wonderful clearings that we do in these shows. I realized that I've asked people to put them on loose and not very many people know how. So we decided that we'd offer you the chance to have us doing it for you in our voice to make your life easier. Thanks for being with us and thanks for being part of our life. To sign up for the Pearls of Possibilities Clearings Program for only $5 a month, visit whenisthetime.com. What would you say if I told you that you could change your life in only one hour and all while lying down relaxing? Thousands of people all over the world have. What am I talking about? It's called Access Consciousness The Bars. The Bars is an energetic body process that contains 32 different points on your head that when run assist you in releasing decisions about any area of your life that you have made solid and as a result cannot change. The Bars is the first class in Access Consciousness a dynamic set of tools and information designed to transform any area of your life. When you have a bar session, the worst that can happen is you feel like you had a fantastic massage. The best thing that can happen is your whole life could change. Go to accessconsciousness.com today to find a facilitator to schedule a private session or to find a bars class in your area. Are you willing to give yourself an hour to change your life? Follow us on Twitter for more great ideas at Voice America Empowerment. You are tuned in to Access Consciousness. To join in on the discussion today, please call in to 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to va at accessconsciousness.com. Now, back to the show. Welcome to the world. Welcome back, everybody. It's Gary with my guest star, Miss Susie Dante, and uh, <laughs> Miss Karen. What else did you want to ask? Okay, I do have a Susie question. The dog Sherman hey. I walk, the dog Sherman I walk, doesn't seem to matter what I say, what I do, and I can't buy another piece of equipment that he's jumping out at every dog he can jump out at. 
Okay. So one of the things actually that um, you can do with a dog like that is to really start and use the clearing every time that he is having this kind of reaction and really just run a clearing for him. So the, the simplest one is really whatever creates this, will you now please destroy and uncreate it? And, and then, you know, run the clearing statement, right and wrong, good and bad, pot and talk, all nine shorts, sports and beyond. And then actually the more that you can relax and really go into a space of peace, uh, the more he will start to recognize that he doesn't have to do this behavior. And you have to be enough far away so you can get his attention. So if, if you're trying to pull him and he is not even acknowledging that you're at the end of the leash or that, that you are there, then you're too close to the situation. So move a little further away. Don't get him away completely, but move far enough away where you can run the clearing and be totally peaceful with him. And then as he is getting easier over time, you can move closer and closer. That's usually a, a great way to do it, and most dogs will eventually drop this particular behavior, which really most of the time comes from just not having been socialized when they were younger or um, just not really having learned how to approach another dog when on a leash, which is so different from being just free running. When they free run, those problems usually go away because dogs don't actually approach each other head on, you know, when they're just roaming around. But when we have them on a leash, we force them to go head to head and that in itself is already sort of uh, seen as an aggressive behavior because you're staring at each other and approaching each other, which is not usually what dogs would choose if they weren't on a leash. So um, it's just it, kind of it giving them a new possibility. Say what? Wouldn't they choose butt sniffing instead of head on? Yeah. Not exactly. here. They would actually circle around each other. It's very interesting when you watch them. They really kind of do a big circle and it gets smaller and smaller and yes, they usually end up with each other's noses in each other's butts. So, yes. (laughs) They they don't do that where I am. It's, um, he has to be on leash and the dog, it's almost like the dog gets in his face and then he gets in the face and then it's, he's, you know, six feet away from me. Yeah. That's, that's all the stuff that we have. Yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Okay, Gary, I didn't hear what you said. You keep keep a zone in place, okay? Find out his his zone where he's comfortable and thinks he's in charge. And then make it. He thinks he's in charge of the whole town. Okay, that's fine. But I tell the other dog, you need to go away before I kill you. He's going to bark at you. He's going to growl at you. I'm going to kill you. Go away. I say that to the other dog? Yeah. Oh. Thank you, at the other dog. Really harshly. Mm. You come over to this dog, I'm telling you. Okay, and when the dog's not coming at him, the dog's on the other side of the person on a leash, calm and collected. Yes, and it's like, Stay away from this dog he kills. Oh, okay. Mostly he just starts a fight and gets his butt kicked. Well, of course. He's probably smaller than all the other dogs he picked on. No. (laughs) 
He doesn't no. have a preference. But oh, he likes them. He, he likes to fight them all. So yeah, and uh, he it doesn't it makes you think you want to that you need to fight everybody to try and create all that. Yes. <laughs> okay. Just keep running that. Okay. okay. Got some other callers, honey. But thanks for calling. Thanks. Us. Take care. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye. Okay, we'll take Karen from Maine. Hey, Susie and Gary. Thanks for taking my call. Um, Gary, the no last story you gave me about animals really helped a lot, but today I have a different question about hunting and hunting successfully okay. um, because a deer season is about to open uh, in Maine. And, um, yep. and we've had successful years for like six, seven years in a row when my son was around. Um, and now that he's not, uh, and he always was very lucky at hunting, just go out in the morning and he would get one. Um, but now we're like, we're just not successful. It's nice to be out there, but I would like, I have other things to do with my time. So how do I make it successful? Well, you ask for the deer who's willing to sacrifice his life to feed you. Okay. Who's willing to sacrifice their life to feed me? Show up now. <laughs> really? That's it? And just, yeah, pretty much. Feel the, difference, feel, feel the difference between that and who am I going to kill? Ooh. Ooh. Oh, okay. Oh, so I have the hunter mentality when I go out there so nothing shows up. Yeah. Yeah. And your son had the point of view, wow, I just can't wait to find somebody who will, you know, that I can get some great meat off of. Mm-hmm. Okay. There are animals that will sacrifice themselves to be meat for you. Okay. And, yeah. and you can Yeah, and you can you can also ask them to show you where you can find them and basically let your body guide you to that spot. Um the ones that are willing to be killed will also show you where you can find them or where you meet them. And um and the interesting and thing is that you can they're only willing to be eaten. Yep. Oh, okay. So make that distinction as well. Okay. And then, yeah. like Susie said, just ask my body where I should place myself that day, that afternoon, or that morning. Right. Where do we need to be no. to find the animals yeah. willing to live feed them? It's actually the animal who will guide you to, you and your body, to wherever you will find it. Um, so not not your body, ask, not don't ask your body, but ask the animal that is willing oh. to be eaten to guide you to where um, where you can find them because they will show you where where they are. And the interesting thing is too, once you approach them, they won't run away because they know they're there to be taken by you basically. So it's oh. it's a very interesting experience. <laughs> oh my god, that gives me so many chills. Oh my goodness, wow. Okay. Isn't it interesting, wow. the difference in that energy? Yes. Yeah, that's, a, that's amazing. That's very, um, yeah. quite a con- contribution. Yeah. Um, cool. Okay. So, well, thank you both very much. Remember, you have to send us some steaks when you get them. Okay, cool. <laughs> okay, we'll do. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. That was fun. I know. Apparently everybody else dropped off and we have no more callers, so now we have to make it up on the fly. (laughs) Well, isn't it cool, though, Gary? Like, I mean, this is one of the things that I think we can learn from animals is sort of that 
that whole caring for each other, I mean, who would actually really agree with this point of view that, oh, animals are willing to be eaten? You know, a lot of people would say, no, that's not true. They would never do that. But it's actually, it actually is true. Like, they are willing to be eaten by us or by, by others. And so they, they have this caring for us, but also for themselves. And, like, how often well, do we actually having, deny? That's also how they can keep a balance in nature. I mean, it's like there was a thing with about uh, a program I saw about wolves. And wolves, they were taking and they would, you know, let wolves attack the elk first. And then they would run them off and they'd check out to see what the deal was was with the uh, the elk that they brought down. And every time what they discovered is that every single elk that was brought down had some disease or some lung. And so literally having that particular elk breed would be a really bad thing. Mm-hmm. And it's interesting that, you know, people have this point of view that, you know, these animals don't want to die and they don't want to be eaten and all that kind of stuff, but why would they choose to be eaten? Well, my sense is because the reality is that, the you know, that the that what's really going on is they are trying to, uh, they are trying desperately to keep a balance in the, in the herd and make sure that the herd is, you know, a good viable herd that will produce more animals because that helps the wolves and the wolves help the, the herd be healthy. So it's like, Mm -hmm. it's just pretty amazing to me that that's the way it works in nature, but it's the way it works. Yep. And and yet, as people, we often have this point of view, especially with wolves. So many people have the point of view, like, that the wolves are bad and they will kill the livestock and they do all this stuff. But what you actually say is true. I mean, they don't just randomly kill all the sheep. They would probably only kill one that already had something going on. So, you know, what else is really possible for people to start to acknowledge that animals aren't really... Our, you know, nemesis, or I don't even know how to say that, but right. so often well, I feel like... It's like they, we're not smarter than they are, mainly. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I thought mm-hmm. it was interesting that they just did a... I just saw a thing on the TV about Chernobyl, and they actually have more animals there now than they had ever before, and they have more different species and larger numbers of them around Chernobyl than they do in the National Forest that's right next door to it, because... People go to the National Forest, but they don't go visit Chernobyl. <laughs> Interesting, huh? So the animals are occupying that space. That's pretty smart. <laughs> yeah. They're occupying the space because there's no stupid people around to mess them up. <laughs> exactly. Uh, quite cool. So, you know, you never can tell. So we have some more callers. We have Karen from Maine. She's back again. Yes, I am, but this is not a question about animals. Um, so um, I was wondering, my um, when I was being accused and uh, it, I got exonerated, and now it's like I have panic attacks when I see these people because I'm very angry with them for what for lying and getting me into trouble. Okay. So okay, you want to, to get, want to get out of it, or you want to enjoy it? I'm sorry. You want to get out of it or enjoy it? Oh, my God, I didn't even think about enjoying it. 
I thought about being so upset that I could just vomit on their shoes because I'm ready to vomit when I see them. Okay. Is that so enjoying it? I don't on the shoes. Would that be a joy? That kind of feels dense to me. Yeah, I didn't ask that question. Okay. Would it be enjoyable to vomit on their, on their shoes? Yes. <laughs> okay, good. So it's like, so you can either go, you know, it's like, and how much of that is actually your awareness of how they feel and they want to throw up because they, you know, they accused you wrongly. Oh. Wow. Okay. Never even Ooh. considered that, did you? No. No. Wow. So this anger and wanting to, you know, retaliate or, you know, being vindictive, I guess. Um, but think how much fun it would be to just go chop their heads off. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it you was. Know, in the olden days, it used to be one of your choices. Okay. <laughs> Today, it's not a choice, unfortunately. Right. But we do have a process that would get rid of all that shit for you. All right. That'd be awesome. Okay, what an invention am I using to create the upset I am choosing? <sighs> and everything that is, will you destroy an uncreated, please? Yes, please. Time to Godzillion. Right, right and wrong, right, good, good and bad, bad puns. <laughs> <laughs> so this anxiety that I'm feeling is actually possibly from them. These panic attacks is really their emotion. Yeah. Oh, yeah. wow. Cool. Yeah. And you know... One thing, too, I mean, since this is an animal show, um, how can you actually use the energy of an animal to deal with a situation? So um, animals um, don't have the point of view that they need to get angry about something, but they sure know how to create space when they require it. And they will use um, their, basically their potency and their uh, energy to create that space. And sometimes their teeth and their claws and whatever else they have available, their hooves. So how can you actually duplicate the energy of an animal to create uh, some more space for you in this um, rather than going to the anger and upset uh, that you are choosing at the moment? Yeah, and that's the reason for the process I gave you because literally animals don't do anger. They don't do anger. Wow. They do action, not reaction. And that's one of the gifts we could all get if we would actually realize it. Wow. So how do I use that energy? Just Yes, okay, what energy do I have to be to change this? Oh. Okay. That's all. <laughs> okay. <laughs> See, the thing about animals is they don't make it harder, difficult, but people do. Okay. Choice. Okay? Cool. Very easy. Thank you very All much. All right. You're so welcome, dear one. So we've got a couple more people on the line. We'll get to you in a moment. Uh, you know, we gotta, we got to go to a break. But, you know, one of the things I wanted to announce to people, we're doing a horse clinic in Dallas, Texas in January. And you can go online and check it out. You need to do a couple of, you know, you need to do a two-day 
uh, animal class with Miss Susie or some other people. It's all the information is there. What, what you remember what the website is? Well, it's on the Access Consciousness website, actually. And if you, so if you go to accessconsciousness.com and then uh, you click on the, um, on the tab that says classes, if you scroll down to specialty classes and go over to animals, then you will see the schedule there. And um, so the class uh, is basically starting on the uh, 7th of January. And it goes through the night. So it's three days of playing with horses and Gary and myself. And really like, wow, it's so much beyond just riding. And there's just so many things that are, yeah, are we're going gonna to be addressed. You. We're going to mess you up big time. Change yeah. your whole, we're going to mess you up big time and change your whole reality about horses and yourself. So uh, it's time for us to go to break. So thank you all for this segment. And we'll be back shortly. Live up to your fullest potential. This is the Voice America Empowerment Channel. When you're pondering the big questions like, is there more than this? How can I have a happy relationship? What would it take to like my body? And how do I make more money? Where do you go for information and tools? Check out the online store at accessconsciousness.com. Accessconsciousness.com has books, DVDs, instant video, and audio downloads, online classes, and so much more. Subjects include abuse, changing your body, recovery, raising children, business techniques, tools to generate more money, how to have better sex and healthier relationships, just to name a few. At accessconsciousness.com, you can also find facilitators who teach local classes on a variety of subjects. Accessconsciousness.com, your one-stop shop for tools to assist you in changing your life. All of life comes to us with ease, joy, and glory. Go to accessconsciousness.com to learn more. Hi, everybody. This is Gary Douglas. I'd like to invite you to the fun and joy of having a download of these wonderful clearings that we do in these shows. I realized that I've asked people to put them on loop, and not very many people know how. So we decided that we'd offer you the chance to have us doing it for you in our voice to make your life easier. Thanks for being with us, and thanks for being part of our life. To sign up for the Pearls of Possibilities Clearings Program for only $5 a month, visit whenisthetime.com. Build a better business. Achieve that goal. Make good on that resolution. The Voice America Empowerment Channel. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. You are tuned in to Access Consciousness. To join in on the discussion today, please call in to 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to va at accessconsciousness.com. Now, back to the show. Welcome to Welcome back, everybody. It's Gary Douglas and my special guest star today, Miss Susie Godfrey. <laughs> oh, Susie. Hi. Fun time. Huh? <laughs> How you doing, sweetness? So uh, we have a couple more calls. We got Christine from New York. 
Hi. Hi. Barry and Susie. Hi. I have a question about my dog, Rudy. Um, recently, uh, he's been not feeling so well and not eating, um, has a problem with pus in his eye. He's, um, we're living, we, I sold my house, so we're staying with my mother, and I've been away a lot. And he pees and poops on a rug, and um, he's just not himself. He seems almost depressed and sad. He sleeps a lot. So, and I've been clearing all the projections and everything I've learned from you guys, but um, it doesn't seem to change. So, what can I do? Did you ask him okay if it was okay for him to move? No, I didn't ask him. That's something you have to do with animals. You know, you have to say, okay, you know what, we're going to have to move. Is that okay with you? Hmm. Because the other choice, if you don't move, I have to put you forward. I have to what? Put you to sleep. Okay. Permanently. No, I didn't ask him. I just, I did talk to him and tell him what was going on, but I didn't ask him. Yeah. Yeah. Also, so you might what you can do, yeah. 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 Well, what you can do now is actually also just apologize for not asking him, and that often changes it too. Because once we acknowledge something, um, then the energy can shift just by the acknowledgement of it. So, even though you know you didn't ask him prior, you can just sort of say, "Hey, I'm so sorry that I didn't ask you, and this is the situation we're in right now. Um, and is this working for you? And if if you get a big no on that, then what other choices are available that you haven't yet considered? And and one of them might be that he may just want out and this is no longer working for him. You know, that's one choice. Like Gary said, sometimes um, that is a choice that an animal may make too. Mm-hmm. And uh, have you asked him if he's healing your mom? Well, I get that he is, so I have been clearing the projections and expectations and telling him that doesn't have to take all of that on, but is there something else I yeah, can do? Yeah, but have you, have, you, have you done the universal surrogate clearing on him? No, I haven't. I want to do that. Because okay. animals will tend to take it on. And it's like years ago I met this, this dog that had cancer lumps on him all the time. And everybody was going, oh, my God, it's like he's, you know, it's like he's just taking on cancer. And finally said, so does anybody in your family have cancer? They went, no, none of nobody does. So we did this thing about the extra stage left stuff, and then we did the, you know, universal surrogate. And it's like literally, like two days later, they discovered that the grandmother had terminal cancer. And she was gone in three days. Or three weeks, rather. Well, he sure sure is moving like her. You know, the slowness of his movements, and he doesn't want to walk very far. So, yeah, that's totally it. Thank you. Yeah, do the universal surrogate. That doesn't change things. Great. Thanks a lot. And do everything that would make your mom a good puppy. Doesn't allow that to happen, destroying on Cranial. (laughs) <laughs> Everything that wouldn't allow my mother to be a good puppy? <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> Great. All right. Thanks. Okay.
Okay, take care. Okay, so we have another person here. We have uh, uh, Janice from Las Vegas. Do we lose Janice? Yes, okay. So um, I'm, I'm calling because my pug, Miss Molly, likes to go pee in the house. And yeah. he's a puppy. And um, oh, they're all and uh, it seems to be that she uh, likes to rather, would rather go in the house than outside in the backyard. Well, you do live in Las Vegas. It's got the otter than hell. <laughs> it's only eighty degrees today. <laughs> it's eighty degrees, and you think that's cool? Yes. <laughs> You're funny. <laughs> yeah. So after so, um, she needs yes, she needs an air conditioned potty. Well, um we have we have the nice doggy door wow. and we have her little pan around it. And uh but whenever I bring her out of the pan, she uh goes pee on the floor even though you know, she's been in the backyard and, and I take her for walks and she doesn't go pee. Or poo. Okay. So, what's your what's your suggestion, Susie? Well, I was just wondering, is there maybe some other animal inside of that little pug that is creating that? Because when you're describing that, it feels to me more like, you know, uh, animals that would... Anyway, is there maybe a cat in your dog? Hmm. Molly, are you a cat? She's like, what's a cat, Mommy? No, I'm not getting a cat on that one. Um... Our other dog, um, Max, he passed away in April, and um, I thought he might come in instead of her. So we got we got Miss Molly instead. So don't know what to do. I'm not I'm not so, used to this. I'm used to so dogs going outside. So is, is is Max in the in the body with Molly? Maybe. Max, are you there? And no, no acknowledgement on that one. Okay. All right. So, uh, do you have a wrong body here? <laughs> uh, yeah. You, so, okay, have you told her that if she continues to pee on the floor, you're going to have her, you know, you're going to have her made into dog meat? Mm, no, I haven't. Um, I do know that she's never been in a physical body before. Okay. Well, she's then you have to inform in. her. And you, you, you've done the thing of putting her nose in the stuff and that kind of stuff, right? Yeah, they say it's not supposed to do that. Who says you're not supposed to do that? My little, all my dog manual. <laughs> okay. Well, one one well, thing you can do is really kind of give her... Actually, ask her for what it is that you desire. Because if you keep saying, like, for example, don't pee in the house, what your dog actually yeah. hears is pee in the house. So right, right. You, you have yeah. to actually let her know, like, hey, we only go outside to pee. As This is what we do. Like, you know, uh, go outside to pee. This is where you pee. This is where you poo. Really give her the message that she needs <clears throat> to go outside. And, you okay. know, if you have the sense, 
that she has never been in a body before, it feels like there is some other energy there that may not really know what it means to be a dog and what dogs are supposed to be doing. So are you willing to let that energy go? Yes. Okay, think of this. She goes pee on a bathroom rug. Right. I go pee in the bathroom. So she figures, probably figures, well, that's where I go pee in the house. <laughs> right. Yeah. So exactly. My question is, do you have a human entity in your dog? Hmm. Huh. Hmm. Well, I had a lot of people who said they wanted to come back as my dogs. Yep. <laughs> Unfortunately, one of them did. <laughs> okay. All right. How do I clear that one? Yeah. So you go, okay, are you ready to leave now? Yes or no? Uh, Like, what? But I like being with you. You take really good care of me. I understand that. But it's like you don't get to have sex with me because you're in a dog body. Yeah. (laughs) You don't get get to kiss me properly because you're in a dog body. Oh, no, so she French kisses everybody. If you were willing to, you know, what would happen if she, you know, if this being was willing to leave this dog body and go get a human body? Okay, good. So, Molly, who were you before you took this body? Who, good. Who were you before that? Good. Who were you before that? Who were you before that? Who were you before that? And who will you be in the future? <laughs> and all the decisions, judgments, computations, and conclusion you have about wanting to be one of, you know, one of Janice's dogs, will you just try to create all that? Right and wrong, good and bad, pot and pock, all nine shorts, boys and beyond. Well, oh, my goodness. All, he doesn't see if she changes here. You know? Okay. And be that. willing to say, okay, we have to go outside, take her outside, urinate in the backyard, and then, you know, if you have a man around, it's easier for him to do it. But, uh, sure, urinating in the backyard. Oh, okay. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, we'll do it. (laughs) Okay, cool. All right. Tell the neighbors. All right, thank you, guys. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. That was funny. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's so weird when people say, I want to be, you know, I want to be one of your, you know, your animals in my next lifetime. And it's like, and then they die and they become an animal. And it's like, they go, wait a minute, how did I become an animal? And yeah. it just happens all the time. I had, I've had, you know, people, you know, that, you know, humans that ended up in a cougar body because they saw a picture. I want to be a cougar in my left next lifetime. So they did. Or I want to be a horse my next lifetime, running free. And then, of course, they weren't running free. They were on the track. And so they were not happy about that. So, you know, it's like the problem is, as humans, we get trapped in a body by making that choice and having that desire. And the end result is we can't get out. (laughs) And we're unhappy most of the time when we're in there because, you know, which dog actually eats the food that you we, you would like to eat? It's usually eating stuff where you go, you, I don't want to eat that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know. I didn't think to ask, you know, Janice about that with Molly because it's like, chances are she didn't like regular food either. She liked only regular food. She didn't like 
dog food. So right. interesting how that works. <laughs> Very cool. So exactly, it's been an interesting, an interesting routine because you don't you don't often have the chance to tell people that you know animals sacrifice them themselves for your you know for your eating enjoyment. But no. know, like the funny part about it is people grow vegetables to eat, but they don't get that you know growing an animal to eat makes sense too. And mm-hmm. they don't want to die. I don't eat cows. You know, it's like uh, how many cows actually can have a great life without getting eaten. And how many cow bodies do you actually have to provide in order for all the cow entities that are in the world to actually have their own body? You know, unfortunately, they can't all grow up and go to India and then walk the street. So, <laughs> Which is not a very happy life either, Gary. I know we're going to be there next week, and the cows I in know. India, they don't look happy to me. <laughs> no, they don't, because like I think half of them would rather be eaten than sit out there on the roadway. Yeah, they get allowed to, you know, they get they get allowed to just go pretty much anywhere. But people shoo them off of their good food in favor of the garbage that they're supposed to eat. I don't quite get why people think cows should eat garbage, but that's my point of view. What the hell do I know? Well, so, that's all they can find, probably. So they just eat yeah, whatever they can. Pretty much. <laughs> all right. Welcome to our world where the animals got it going on and we don't. Bye bye. <laughs> We appreciate you joining us this week for Access Consciousness, the radio show. To find out more about Access Consciousness, please visit our website at accessconsciousness.com. Be sure to come back next Thursday at 5 p.m. Eastern Time, 2 p.m. Pacific Time for another edition of our show with Gary Douglas and Dr. Dane here on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Have an excellent week. Welcome to the world.